Michael Lombardo here. Let me tell you about this amazing online store called The Hope Filled Journey that you'll definitely want to go ahead and check out today. Michelle and Renee Torres started up their online store in obedience to the Holy Spirit in the midst of a crazy year, like you guys know, full-time jobs, raising four children, but they stepped out in faith in God, and He is honoring them every step of the way. If you go to hopefilledjourney.com, this is where you'll find extraordinary products, clothes, fashion accessories, jewelry, and more. And their goal really is to inspire faith through their product line, as well as high quality in all they do and produce, which is very important. So go ahead and check them out today at thehopefilledjourney.com, and you can get $10 off when you spend $50 or more, and you can get $20 off of your purchase of $100 or more with promo code AWAKEN. So go to thehopefilledjourney.com and make sure to capitalize on this promotion of getting $10 off when you spend $5 or more and then $20 off of your purchase when you spend $100 or more with promo code AWAKEN. Hello everybody, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. For those of you who are new to this show, we have a new episode every Monday and Thursday streaming through the Charisma Podcast Network. You can also find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. Welcome. It is always fun. It is always a joy to be with you guys here on the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing, rating, reviewing, sharing this with your friends. So many people reach out and say that they've been blessed by the shows and they're reaching out, you know, to families, friends, sharing this podcast. So, That is always a blessing. And today I'm going to start a new series. It's a three-part series and I'm going to be going through John chapter 11, which goes through the story of Lazarus and Mary and Martha and, and the miracle breakthrough that took place over time with Mary, Martha and Lazarus when Lazarus died. And so I'm going to go into this. I feel like this is timely. It's been pressed on my heart by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, in 2020, going into 2021, you know, there's been you know, a lot going on in America, um, you know, politically, racially, um, with COVID, the global pandemic, you know, businesses, small businesses, especially shutting down and all the different guidelines that we need to follow. You know, a lot of family members and friends have been affected by COVID, um, this horrific virus. And so um, at the same time, we trust God and we believe God and we and we uh, don't live in fear. We live in faith. But at the same time, you know, we also protect ourselves. OK. And we also respect other people and we don't want to get other people sick at the same time. But we do believe in the miraculous power of God. If you are suffering and going through circumstances. And I really believe that John 11 brings a lot of comfort, brings a lot of revelation and knowledge, and it also just inspires faith and imparts faith into our hearts, especially when we're going through difficulties. And so I've entitled this three-part series, Dealing with Hardship. And you know, it's not going to be long teachings, okay? But I really just want to dive in and pull nuggets from John chapter 11. So I'm going to be reading scripture, and I'm going to be relating this to myself and, and, and to you guys, because I really believe this is a time that you know so many people, believers alike, struggling around the world, suffering hardships, but We have a God who is greater and a God who is bigger. Look to the hills. Look to God. He is where our help comes from. He's our refuge, our ever-present help in times of need. He is our rock. He is our stability. The Word of God is our foundation. And so I'm going to dive right in. I want to start reading John 11. This is the first verse, okay? The verse 1 through 3. Just kind of give us a foundation here. But a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany and the village 
of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same who poured out perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. There's a few things here. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus are siblings. And Martha and Mary, they love Jesus. They serve Jesus. Martha was the one in the kitchen preparing and serving while Jesus was at her house. She was trying to make everything perfect for him because she wanted to serve him. She wanted to love him. She wanted to make sure that the meal was prepared properly. And then you have Mary, who's just a adamant lover of the Lord at that same you know time where Martha was running around trying to fix the kitchen Mary was at his feet listening to his words looking into his eyes this is the same Mary that poured perfume on his feet she broke open expensive perfume at his feet she is a lover of God so not only did the Lord love them it says here Lord the one you love is sick is what they said but they loved him they adored him they served him and so you know there is um, there's a lot to say here the Lord loved, you know, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And at the same time, we see that these are people. And throughout Scripture, there's several times where Mary and Martha and Lazarus are brought up. We see that they loved him, served him, adored him with everything wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly, not in a religious way, but they loved him with everything. They, they didn't hold back anything from him. And then you also see here that, hey, hardships and struggles can fall upon people that love the Lord. And you know they highlight, especially God, you love him. We know how much your heart beats for him. We know how much you care for him. But at the same time, he was very, very ill. And so we know that suffering is in the gospel. Okay. We don't expect it. We don't believe for suffering. Like, yeah, I want to suffer. But at the same time, we know that suffering happens to all people and it happens to the church. It happens to believers. And so that doesn't mean that God is the one putting sickness on you. That doesn't mean that God is the one inflicting the suffering and pain, but we live in a fallen world where there's demonic powers and spirits. We we have free will. We make choices, and sometimes those choices lead to circumstances like this, but we know that God is a redeemer. We know that God is merciful, and he is gracious. We know that he is the God of all mercy. We know that he heals our sicknesses, that he forgives all of our sins. This is the God that we serve. He takes our mess, and it becomes a message and a testimony in our lives. And so just to highlight the fact that even if you love God, even if you serve God, there are hard times that come upon us. The Bible talks about suffering and overcoming. Jesus said you will experience tribulation. You will experience trial in this world, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And then the scriptures, the apostle Paul, he says, we are more than overcomers now through Christ who loved us and gave himself for us. And so I want to highlight this, you know, when people go through hard times and people go through trials and tribulations and struggles and persecutions and anything difficult in this life when they're believers, you know, we tend to be like, oh, how come this happened to me? But God, I love you. But God, I serve you. No, these things happen because we're in a fallen world. We're on this side of glory, on this side of eternity. But the good news is we have Christ in us that can help us overcome and impart faith into our hearts. And I want to highlight in verse five, it repeats again. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. That's 11 verse five. This is said twice in verse three and in verse five. They wanted to emphasize here that Jesus loved them. Okay, he loved them. They served him. They followed him. And so here's something I'm not going to spend too much time breaking down, but there's, um, I never heard anybody use this terminology before, so I'm assuming I coined it. I may not have, but the twofold 
pleasure of the Lord. You know, in John 3.16, it says, by virtue of being his children, he loves us. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that we would not perish but have eternal life. So in John 3.16, by virtue of being his kids, by virtue of being a person that he created, he loves everybody, okay? He loves the lost and he loves those who believe him, who are born again, who are saved. And so God loves everybody. He loves everybody equally and everybody the same, whether you're following him or not following him, okay? But there is a second pleasure of the Lord, a deeper love and affection that comes with those who delight in the Lord, those who serve him, trust him, live their life for him. There's a pleasure that comes into God's heart that that just is awakened, right? It's, it's any father or mother, right? You love all of your kids the same and equally, but those kids that just serve you and, 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 fo- you know, and follow your example and, and receive from you and, and live their lives a certain way, there's a certain pleasure and just a fondness and I'm proud that, you know, of, of this person and the way they're living. And so, but this, you know, I believe it's the same thing here with Martha, Mary and Lazarus. There's so many people that had a love for God or so many lost people and God loves them a hundred percent, but it's just showing here by stating it, especially twice, a special emphasis on, on this, you know, in terms of saying it twice here in scripture and in only a few verses here that there was a special fondness that the Lord had in his heart for the, these three individuals because of who they were because of their devotion to him. And so I just wanted to highlight that there, but moving on to verse six, and it says, so when he heard that Lazarus was sick, this is Jesus, he stayed where he was for two more days. He stayed where he was for two more days. He didn't go anywhere. He didn't do anything, okay? And Mary and Martha, they sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. They expected Jesus to move right away. They expected him to get on the first, you know, the the first trip over. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. But he didn't. He stuck around for another couple days. Is it because he didn't care about them? Absolutely not. But he had something in mind. The Lord knew what he was doing, okay? Just delayed prayer, Okay, delayed prayer is not unanswered prayer, okay? Just because you don't see the results and the manifestation that you want right away does not mean the Lord will not answer you and will not meet you. That's where faith comes in. We walk by faith and not by sight. And so we, you know, th- this was essentially a prayer, okay? The sister said, Lord, the one you love is sick, come. And he delayed a couple more days. And then it was going to be a few day journey. So it was like four or five days or so that they did not see Jesus and did not know if he was going to respond. And I imagine they were thinking, we saw him heal the leper. We saw him raise that individual from the dead. We saw him open blind eyes and deaf ears and cast out demons from people he didn't even know. But Lord, you love Lazarus. How come you did not respond? And just like you guys, you might be thinking like, wow, one of my family members is sick or I'm struggling right now financially and God, all these other people are prospering or all the, you know, these other people came out of this sickness. Like, how come I'm still in this circumstance? Why are you tarrying? Why is there a delay? Okay, but Jesus, he said, he said a few things after this, which I want to get into. And I've experienced delayed prayers. Me and my wife believe for financial breakthrough for several years, the first three or four years of our marriage where we struggled, but we believed God and we were believing God for a home, believing God for just even our bills to be paid from month to month. But even the apostle Paul, he said, I've had little and I've had much, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. There's a test in these things to see if we're going to put our faith into action. Okay, and so moving on, let's go to verse 11. I'm going to skip through some verses here. And Jesus said this, and he went to tell his disciples, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there 
to wake him up. And the disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there that you may believe, but let us go to him. And even before this, Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death. I skipped that verse, but he said, this sickness is not unto death, but it is for the glory of God. And so we think, okay, he's sick. So naturally I'm going to pray and God's going to heal him. But Jesus had a different prayer in mind, um, a different circumstance that would bring more glory to God, that would touch more people's minds, that would affect more people for the glory of God, to see his majesty, to see his power, to see the, the glory of God. And so Right here, the disciples are confused. If he's sleeping, you know, Jesus oftentimes spoke in parabolic language. He didn't always speak plainly. Well, they're like, okay, well, if Lazarus is sleeping, then he's going to get better. But Jesus had to say, no, Lazarus is dead. Okay. And for your sake, I am glad he was not there that you may believe. So let us go to him. And so Jesus is essentially saying, you know, you are going to see a miracle and your faith is going to skyrocket. Okay. When you watch believers go through trials in their life and they come out the other side, like gold, it strengthens your faith. It says in revelation 19, 10, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Meaning when, when there's a testimony, when there's a story that you have, I was sick and Jesus healed me. I was financially you know, in, in hardship and Jesus blessed us and prospered us. You know, this person was trapped in drugs and addiction, but Jesus touched him, healed them and set him free. When we have these kinds of messages, we're able to relay them. We're able to speak them. You know, the Bible says, um, the Bible says that the, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I believe that's in Psalm oh, 107. I could be getting that wrong, but let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The Lord wants us to speak our testimonies. Let the redeemed one, those are the testimonies, share their stories because it imparts faith and imparts faith. And not only that, when we go through hard circumstances and see God's hand and his touch on our circumstances, our faith increases. And that's what the Lord was saying here to the disciples. You know, my mother, I had her on my show, Stephanie Lombardo. She wrote an incredible book about all the testimonies of the Lord in her life. Um, oh, it's called Forever Faithful. If you want to look it up on Amazon um, by Stephanie Lombardo, I had her on my show. You can look up that episode as well. I believe it's in the 70s episode in the 70s. But she had she saw financial breakthrough, salvations to all of her family members. She saw healing testimonies, you know, so many things, protection, divine protection of the Lord. And you know, she's sharing those stories and I get to share my story of how the Lord healed me, delivered me and set me free on this podcast. And when I travel all over the world and it imparts faith into the hearer, and that's what this gospel story is all about. And so for those of you who are struggling right now, for those of you who are experiencing hardship and maybe you have, you know, for, for the, for the duration, maybe for 2020 going into 2021, or maybe you've seen a miracle in 2020 and in 2021, share it, let the redeemed of the Lord say so it will strengthen people who are currently going through through hardships now do not keep your mouth closed testimonies are to be shared it's to testify okay and if you're going through hardship right now i completely understand my family's going through hardship as well you know um, and so we need to trust the Lord, cling to the Lord. This is out of our hands. We are not all powerful. We do not have miracle power in and of ourselves. It is the Holy Spirit and he still works. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we need to cling to the Lord. We need to trust the Lord and we need to believe that he is in control. And we need to believe that when we yield ourselves to him, he will move mightily 
on our behalf. And so I'm just saying I'm, I'm trying to be as sensitive as possible. I know there's extreme hardship and things that are taking place in many lives around the world and possibly you, you know, those who are listening. And so just cling to the Lord. Take this story and we're going to get into it in part two and in part three. We're going to see the miracle take place. This is just the circumstance. This is just the, you know, the hardship that we're reading right now. But I, I want you to see this. This is an incredible story. And if you have time, read through John 11, put on some worship music or get into a quiet place, get into your prayer closet, take a walk, whatever you need to do, get in your backyard, on your porch, or go to a a prayer room, a local prayer room, whatever you need to do, get with John 11, read through this verse by verse and ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom and a revelation. Say, Lord, I ask you for wisdom and revelation. Awaken my heart. Let me see nuggets and revelation from John 11. May you impart faith into my heart. May I not doubt. May I not you know, waver in faith. May I not shrink back. Lord, you have no pleasure in that. But let me move forward in resolute faith. And I believe that I will see the glory of God, even if it may tarry, even though the answer may be delayed. It seems like in the natural that it's hard to see your touch. It's hard to see what you're doing. But Lord, I believe and I will see your glory. I love you and you love me, Lord. And I know that my inheritance is breakthrough. My inheritance is healing. My inheritance is miracles. My inheritance is wisdom, revelation, knowledge, discernment to make choices and important choices in my everyday life. Lord, you set the captive free. I know that 100%. So I rely and I trust in you. In Jesus' name, just speak to the Lord, share your heart with Him. And so, this is part one of a brand new series called Dealing with Hardship, part one. And so, we're going to be doing uh, going through John. We only went through the first 12 or 13 verses, 14 verses, excuse me. So, we're going to be working our way down through John 11. And so, make sure to tune into part two and part three in the days ahead. Bless you guys. Thank you for subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. Make sure to share it with your family so we can get this out to more people so they can be blessed, encouraged, and strengthened by our beautiful gospel. Bless you guys, and I'll talk to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Podcast.